Welcome back to Four Geeks Play Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. As always, I'm Bozer, and we have a fun little trio here today. Oh my god. We're the three Wild. best that anyone could have. That's it. We're going to sing that song for the next <laughs> two hours. No, I'm really excited because if you missed last week, then I'll give you a second to go back, pause this, watch it. Uh, the events of last week kind of left the party split so rather than make everybody hang out with us we just hung out with the cool kids don't tell them <laughs> how was your guys week is life do be life and <laughs> do be like that sometimes yeah that's good I've, uh, I've been spending all week ever since we decided that we were going to fully commit to splitting the party episode I've just been very excited to play that makes me very nervous to play <laughs> when josh gets ideas when josh gets ideas <laughs> run <laughs> and it's because of that chaotic nature that i was making plans i was making soft plans and i was like you know what i have no fucking clue what's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna be up to them i don't even know what vox is gonna do so let's jump into today's episode Last time on Cloudscape, Fight Night has begun, with Wayland-Tier entering into a tournament-style survival match. With bets on the line and crowds cheering, Wayland faced off first with an elderly gentleman who went by Dave, seemingly unaware of what he had gotten himself into. After quickly cleaning the floor with Dave, the iron-rotating cage was lowered down upon Wayland and his next opponent a winged, slightly mutated humanoid species with razor-sharp taloned boots upon their feet. Though evenly matched with Wayland, he got the upper hook on that individual and claimed the W. Meanwhile, outside the ring, the rest of the gang kept an eye on the crowd, which zeroed in on Vox, Lyanna's friend and supposed member of the Knights of Axiom, who just won't stop staring at Kit from across the way. Sirkin, doing what Sirkin does best, eventually scared the shit out of Vox enough to spill that while he didn't recognize the name Tobias Pfeiffer, he does know the location of a fiery-haired man who looks a lot like Kit. Pressuring Vox with a hidden blade, Sirkin began escorting him out of the premises, followed quickly by Kit. But around the stage, after Theo had a quick little heart-to-heart -heart with Liana, and made quick, fast friends with a large man who we found out to be Don Cucci himself, the florist. <laughs> he was about to follow in tow until the final individual Waylon was going to face was unmasked, so to speak, though this guy needs no mask, Alden Gold, Kieran's youngest. Uh, and this being the third and final round of the fight, X was offered to each opponent. Alden, who is no stranger to X, quickly injected it, and we saw some interesting things going on with his tattoos and his arms being outstretched in dangerous ways. Meanwhile, Waylon never have participated in usage of X. Shoved it up his arm just to see what happens. Uh, and so we got a, a taste of what could be. 
But we won't know what happens wow. there. Because they're fighting. But you guys are escorting Vox out of this, uh, the tall, tallest smokestack. I can never remember that word. <laughs> the tallest smokestack here in the Iron Corners where he told you that this person is probably in the greenhouse district. What would you like to do? Um, continue making our way through the the uh, the entrance, the the way we came out. Uh, and now that we're out there, are there is there a place where people have been like parking cars because they're they're not being super secretive about it? Right. It's it's not yeah. like a public event but if you know about right. it you know about it and it's fine Perfect. um yeah so you make your way up the stairs uh do you, and you use the you don't use the elevator right you guys used the, the graded stairs yes that Alsvid had found previously mm -hmm. i don't know i'm just following so kit's just really confused as to what's going on because theo was like follow him and kit's <laughs> like okay <laughs> let's go so you don't know anything that I, Vox I have said. no because I was not yeah. there for that. Yeah. She's I'm just completely in the dark. Like, Theo told me to go, I went. So Okay, yeah. So you guys make your way up the stairs and there's some other people like hanging out. Um you run into a crowd that's just like drunk off their ass and looking for a fight. But you skirt past them and get outside the warehouse and there's some bikes there's some other cars uh you're kind of in within the big fenced in area around the the metal factory perfect uh Sirkin puts his hand on vox's shoulder and gives it a squeeze keys if you would i i didn't drive of course you didn't kit would you happen to be able to unlock any of these cars? Yes, but why? We're going to take a drive. Couldn't, couldn't we just take this? We'll need to travel together. I suggest you drive, so pick something out you'd enjoy. Look, man, I've got family. i got people who care about me. If I go missing... You won't you're gonna be, be missing. You're going trouble, man. <laughs> if you don't cooperate, trust me. Finding you won't be the problem. Collecting all of you as you've spread out across the pavement, that could be the problem. And he looks at you, kid. You work with this fucking... Does it look like I work with this? Kit, if you'd like to find your father, hotwire a car, we need to go. Uh, 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 Kit's just gonna walk up to the car closest to them, um, and I, I guess try to open it. Um, crafts? Uh, yeah. Okay. Or burglary. Crafts is my great burglary is. No. Well, if you if you're doing crafts, then tell me 
how you craft your way in rather than burgle your way in. Okay, so maybe then, um, I'm How'd you get into my car? Uh, the backpack, um, yeah. had, yeah, so I think. She crafted um, with the backpack, with the wire she found in the backpack. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, um, 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 what is it? Don't you have a cool stunt? Yeah, I have a stunt, that's what I'm thinking. Um, using it's uh, always making useful things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when making when using crafts, always have the tools for the job. No fates points spent. So maybe there's some debris maybe. laying around. Maybe there's some <laughs> a wire something Circun, just hanging uh, out. Circun tells Vox to empty his pockets. And he he like reaches in. He he find um, a phone the wallet um there's like this elaborate keychain that looks kind of like a dream catcher <laughs> kick ass kit's just gonna grab this keychain you're pretentious fuck you know man <laughs> and she's gonna like i'm guessing it's made with some wire or something like that and she's just gonna take it apart s- stick it in like the window frame and <laughs> pop pop it open Oh, my sister made that, but that's fine. She can make it. <laughs> She's just gonna hand over like the broken like beads and stuff in his hand and close it for him. She can make it again for you. <laughs> She's gonna open the car. Circan uh, opens the passenger door for Vox to get in. And he's like looking around and like trying to make eye contact with anybody, but they're all drunk or just occupied on their own. And he just <sighs> and gets in. Circum closes the door, and then I get in the back seat right behind him, just like I did with Kit when Kit drove my car. Center mass and the scalpel. He, at no point once we get in the car, he will feel the scalpel against him. Do you not think putting him right next to the driver is going to cause some problems, Sirkin? This I've... man could reach over at any time and grab the steering wheel and kill us all. Uh, I want to die. His, his... I want to stay alive. Vox, please buckle up for safety. <sighs> he buckles. Sirkin takes the scalpel and slices through the seatbelt. <laughs> Satisfied? <laughs> if he crashes the car, he'll go through the windshield. Have you ever not heard of a backseat bullet? And Kit's just going to be like, really like. Because. Kit kind of plays by rules and like when it comes to car safety because you know <laughs> she's gonna be like like give Sirkin this look of death like how dare you um and I guess I'm going to try to j- jerry-rig the car um do you want need to roll for that one just because or like roll maybe use grease monkey instead of always making useful things what was grease monkey 
plus two to crafts when dealing with vehicles, wheels, engine, wings, etc. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Plus two to... I let that happen? Holy shit, that gives you a plus six. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's why car did... specific. I mean, that's probably why, because it's limited use. Okay, but I'm taking a fate point. <laughs> Fine. Uh, holy shit, that's like an instant success, no matter what. What's six okay. on the ladder? Oh, uh, fantastic. Two <laughs> below legendary. It's a five. All right. I guess you only kind of absolutely start this car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the first time it doesn't turn over, but the second time it purrs. Yeah, it sparks a little bit. You see Vox like flinch. He's just on edge. Like you've seen this like really cool casual guy, like just like vibing with his surroundings and okay with everyone just transform and diminish into this terrified lanky good looking dude his I'm gonna look, bracelets are shaking and i'm gonna look at him he's i'm like i'm a pawn in this as much as you are you can chill and and he like whispers so you can get us out of here fuck no <laughs> double cross serpent <laughs> and she's gonna pull out of the parking lot i can hear all of this so clearly so clearly <laughs> Yeah, the X that you put into your eyes is still, um, you're like catching everything. You can still hear his heartbeat. Um, but that's a good, that's a good point. Thanks for the reminder. Will you roll Will for me? Here we go. That is, oh God, no. All right. I have a plus four. So one plus five minus two, three. Oh, that math was really embarrassingly hard Ooh. in my head. It, that's how any math goes in my head. In my <laughs> I got two negatives and a blank and a plus. So while you're hearing everything, it's almost like this high pitch piercing sound starts to blend all the sounds together into this. But you take a breath and like kind of focus on what's happening in this car right now with Vox, with Kit, with yourself, and you can kind of get it together. Perfect. Kit, uh, uh, you notice all the time you've been with Sirkin, he's never like done a, uh, like a sigh, like that, you know, release nervous energy sigh, and you hear it from the backseat for the first time, him like take a, I feel like Kit has been like, as she's driving, like looking up in the rear view mirror, like constantly, because first of all, she didn't notice until like she sat down in the car and like looked up at you in the rear view as you were talking, that your eyes were completely blacked out. <laughs> and it wasn't until like after she had said that to Vox that she like was like, oh shit, like I could actually be in trouble. like. For now, like, like thus far, like, Sergen has been just kind of, like, creepy, like, okay, maybe I can get rid of him. But now it's, like, very intimidating, very overwhelming, like, oh, shit, like, maybe I, I'm not as safe as I kind of wanted to believe. Um, But, like, his sigh kind of made her, like, remember, like, made her remind her that, like, he is actually human and not just 
some gruff, like, evil. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not a demon. <laughs> I mean, the eyes. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I have the look, for sure. Um, You're driving. Think, uh, are, are, are you. Oh. Oh. Sirkin, where am I going? Do you know the tallest building in the greenhouse district? I mean, I, I guess I could find it once I got there. Find it and drive as fast as you can. And you see, you can see Vox's hand like gripping when you say tallest. <laughs> uh, so uh, the greenhouses are interesting. Uh, it's on, like, maybe the east side of the tower, and it does take up a good chunk of Aurora. Uh, but once you get in there, it's... There's not that many tall buildings, but what are super tall are the greenhouses themselves. So these massive greenhouses that stretch for almost, like, a, maybe a mile. Uh, and there's a few... To kind of separate the different kind of crops um it's it's on the edge of the tower because then it it gets access to some of the uh creatures that might graze within the clouds um so there's cute little shops and cafes and at this point it's night it's dark there's uh, individuals out on the street it's not super busy though um it feels more like a neighborhood um, you can almost feel like the energy of Aurora, especially coming from the iron corners. It's gritty, it's dirty, it's maybe a little scary. Here is almost like that breath of fresh air. Uh, and it's peaceful until you roll in <laughs> a car through the greenhouses. Is it a... a I guess a, an open enough space that Kit could just keep driving at high speed around this, and it would not be. Uh... I feel like me driving like fast around this area is going to bring attention because of how. That's what <laughs> I figured. It's one way or the other, so I figured I'd ask. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, there's not like highways out here, um, and the greenhouses themselves, you can't really drive through. Um, there might be like tunnels underneath them at some points just to keep traffic flowing and give them the most landmass area. Um, so you tell me, are you continuing to speed around this area? So I, I'm not going to make you, I'm going to give you a break since T's not here. Uh, yeah. And give you a break from giving every single detail about an NPC. <laughs> but what I want to describe is what happens on this entire drive to where we, when Kit finds a building to stop to at, at the, the a tall greenhouse. And it's that the entire ride, Sirkin has had the blade and he's been asking questions like, what's your sister's name? Where does your sister live? What, like, I'm asking, and anytime he hesitates or lies, I give him a little slice on the arm on this drive. 
So you can decide how often he tried to lie to me before he... The The goal is, by the time we arrive, I want him to feel naked. That's the, that's the vibe I'm putting him in. Okay. I'm a torturer, guys. Right. <laughs> I'm an in, I mean, I'm an interrogator. Right, I'm right. To use tongue next time. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you get to the Greenhouse District, uh, he's got... One, he's got that bleeding cut on his hand from the first time. Mm -hmm. Back at the Iron Corners. And he's probably got more out of hesitation. Um... If you're asking about his life, yeah, I, I him him his family. I want to know his first kiss. I want to know where he lost his virginity. Like these are the very personal questions, and the, any hesitation is pain. <laughs> and yeah. meanwhile, he's seeing the city fly past him at high speed with no seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> no seatbelts. <laughs> um, so he's probably got a a few cuts on him but uh interesting you ask who's your mother who's your father and he says naraya kai that's a notable name because you would know her to be the arch luminary of agriculture oh shit <laughs> and you kidnapped her son. I've kidnapped an arch luminary's son. Oh man. Well, no witnesses, I guess. Yeah. So by the time you get there, he's probably got three or four cuts, and he's just like trying to stifle the bleeding. And you've got blood all over this car now, and it's. I think Kit's gonna be like sitting like. <laughs> close to the wheel like you know close to the door like driving like Sergin, I'm very uncomfortable right now I've only She's... got one more question <sighs> one's <Box>. a lot <laughs> Box where is Tobias Pfeiffer And you're like parked outside on, on one of the streets across from what one of the greenhouses and you can see one and then beyond that you can see another large one. Um, and he just kind of nods in that direction. Kit, would you like to ask any questions? Can I get out of this car? Yes. Because she's not even meeting gazes at this point because she's really freaked out. And she's just gonna hurriedly get out of the car. And like, I think at this point, because like, <clears throat> she's out of this situation, she's gonna go like, to like a wall and like put her hand on it and slowly breathe and like, kind of ground herself because like at this point she wants to scream at the top of her lungs <clears throat> but she knows she'll like grab attention um, to herself if she does so so she's like grounding herself um, 
she just needs yeah so that's what she is going to do and just leave you and Vox in the car can I get out of the car too yes and like quickly (laughs) unbuckles and (laughs) unbuckles he buckles the bottom because it's it's just flat it's been flapping the other time (laughs) (laughs) and just realizes that that was worthless and just like his hand is is slipping on the handle because of all the blood now dripping down his arm and by the time he's gotten out i'm already out ahead of him and he kind of like fumbles and falls out of the car um you said you're already ahead of him yeah because it's taken him he got out he fumbled okay. out of the car i just got out <laughs> damn he was gonna run uh, <laughs> well the oh uh so when he gets out he looks like he's going to run and sees yeah. me ahead of him yeah kit what she's gonna slowly turn around what we do with him is up to you now. Uh, no, I don't know. I slice it. I slice him in the arm. <sighs> what the hell's wrong with you, dude? No choice Sir, get- is still a choice. Sir Kin. What? do we do just, just show us where my dad is you I come with lady. him show him show him where show us where it is just just lead us to him please i i don't want to make a decision i can't remember did we already establish with vox that you are his daughter or we're looking for no he, he's he i mean we established vox uh, oh no, I guess that's the first time he's heard it out loud that it's okay. what he suspected is correct, I guess. Yeah, because you guys look uncannily similar um, and that's why he couldn't stop staring. So it's not shocked by that, but it just takes a second to understand that we're looking like he thought you wanted him to kill him or something or what, but then for a, a hot sec, even though he's bleeding... Uh, he realizes that maybe this could be for a slight bit of good. And he's kind of a tender-hearted soul. That's why his poetry is just so damn good. <laughs> I want to retcon that in the car I made him recite his most intimate poem. <laughs> it, it was in like very flowery language how he good. lost his virginity. Perfect. That answered so many questions in one. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and he even like started like tapping on on the on the dashboard during it a little bit. <laughs> it's just it's just how it's how I work. It's how I roll. Um, and so he kind of looks across the street and just starts walking towards the entrance of the nearest greenhouse. Now the greenhouses, like everything else, are government regulated. Um, they keep everything moving. They they don't want anybody just coming in and tampering with the city's produce and meat sources. And so it's pretty regulated, but this part of town security is much lighter because 
It's the greenhouses. Like, what's anybody going to do? This is... People get along here. It's a little more peaceful. And so even the light guard are not as... Are a little more scarce to be seen. Um, and maybe a little more friendly with the residents. Know them by names. Not everybody loves to get stationed here. But the light guard that do get stationed here want to be stationed here. If that makes sense. Perfect. Um, and... So he's walking across the street and you guys are, are you like following directly behind him? Are you flanking him? Uh, uh, Serkin's walking alongside him. Okay. Are you holding on to him at all? Yeah. I have uh, my, uh, I've grabbed uh, where I've been cutting his arm. I now have my hand around my grip on those cuts. I'm putting pressure. Okay. So So, bleed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As, and a, as, oh, okay. Just make a stealth check to see how well we're hiding. Not a stealthy boy. That is All a net zero. Blood. Okay. So while you're gripping it, like you've sliced him in a few different places on the arm, his hand, and it's like pouring out of your fingers and running down his arm, which is notable as he's walking towards the front of the greenhouse. Uh, there, he like enters in. There's kind of an entrance way before you actually make it into where all of the fields are. Um, and there's kind of a, a check-in desk. And at this time of night, security's light. It's just got one light guard officer. All right. Uh, before we, when when Serkin sees that there is now a a security checkpoint <laughs> that they're gonna have to cross. Uh. He turns Vox to himself to, to face him. I need you to consider something. Tonight you have told me your deepest, darkest truths. The worst thing you've ever done. I have put you through pain. I have horrified you to your core. But now imagine. Your roles are reversed. You are her. Your mother is where Tobias is. By making this right, you've made it all better. Emma, roll charisma. Yes, please. What is it? Six. Lucky. I'm like, this better be a fucking high roll. Oh, man. Yeah, because six, I'm never, I'm never going to push anybody like, well, you better roll an eight. What? What? I'm going to spend a fate point, redemption through pain, and give, make that up, like, add two to that. Shit, okay. I am, I am making him feel that this is relieving the guilt. You manipulative son of a bitch. I'm an interrogator. It's so good at it. It really <laughs> makes me question what your side gig is, Josh. I talk to a lot of people and I need a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. How do you get those answers? So in very clever. <laughs> you see in his eyes, and especially you, as he's staring into the black holes that are your eyes on your face it's like an entire story it goes from 
fear and you see him like plotting how to get away from you and how to flag the light guard's attention and then just fear of what it would be like to have his mother in a similar position to have you doing these kinds of things to his mom and glances over at kit and sees her just kind of torn up not 100% sure why but knowing that her dad is in there and that he could be responsible for any trauma that she's gone through over the last month or so he like crosses his arms to help cover the blood and takes a big deep breath and as he enters the door, uh, the, the light guard officer notices and he's like, oh, Vox, how's it going? He's like, hey, Drood, uh, just going to check in on things. Like, oh, well, who are your friends? I haven't seen Drood them before. Has pushed Kit to be between them. So it, it, the, the order of walking in is Vox, Kit, Sirkin. Okay. Oh, uh, they're looking for a job and uh, they're really excited about, you know, produce, agriculture and the drones. So I thought I'd show them like, and the Druid kind of looks around and like, all right, I haven't signed in. And, uh, he, he leads you over and like noticing that his hands are going to be covered in blood if he picks up a pen um he just like offers kit to sign in first uh <clears throat> kit's gonna put in a fake name yeah. <laughs> she's What's not gonna put it in pfeiffer yeah. um um violet green Nice. I don't know. <laughs> Plants came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to try to come up with something clever, but I'm not enough. Uh, and she's going to... Um, she's going to, like, whisper, do you want me to put your real name in? Or... Tidvox. Um, I was like, Drew, do I need to sign in? It's like, no, Fox, I got you. All right, and I'm going to hand the pen to... Oh, are your hands covered in blood, too? No, I have gloves. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's she's going to, like, hold the end of the pen because she wants to keep as much space between her and Sirkin as possible. So she's going to... That's fair. Sirkin takes it, and he he takes the pen, and he leans up, and I, man, my notes, I'm trying to find it. I know exactly whose name I want to write. Uh, he writes down uh, Efren Talson. The judge from... The judge that he met, that he lost money to uh -huh. at the casino. Nice choice. Nice Thanks. choice. <laughs> He's bitter. Um, I feel like Sirkin's at this not point, above pettiness. I feel like at this point it's uh, probably getting like very humid because it's a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. um, so Kit's gonna take off her jacket and she's going to hand it to Vox um, nice. just to kind of 
um, like lay over his wounds. Um, she doesn't care. It's uh, Leona's anyway. Nice. Liana, uh, by the way. Liana. Liana with an A. Liana. Uh, and Drood kind of flips it back around and is like, just waves him in. All right, don't be too long. Have fun in there. Let me know what you guys think on your way out. Absolutely. And as you enter, he like hit, hits a button and this green light flashes on either side and these big set of double doors like open up. And at that, the humidity really hits you. And, uh, and Kit's hair yeah. just goes, whoop, boom. <laughs> uh, are my eyes still, uh, am I still under the effects? Yes. Okay. What is, what is walking into this like? So the first thing that hits you is that humidity. And... Uh, almost like a light moisture film <laughs> covers your entire body. You can't tell if if, if you if after a certain amount of time in here you'd be sweating or it's just because it's so misty in here. Um, the next is the smell. Normally in, in Aurora, it's up in the clouds. It's very crisp. There's not a, a lot of strong smells until you get maybe within like some of the lower corners of the iron corners. Um, certain parts of the prism district where you have a lot of restaurants and all that but you don't often get a smell of nature one thing that's starkly missing here in aurora they have some park areas and some trees but it's equivalent of going from a city to getting out of your car for the first time in like farmland and in a jungle all at once everything just smells so fresh and powerful um and in that moment you even see vox even though he's done this time and time again just take a second he closes his eyes and <sighs> this is his home vox this place makes you feel No, just I like the way it makes me feel. Period. Good, because I am God. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's very. I want it just to be so cryptic. I just feel so much right now. <laughs> everything. I feel everything. He like shares a look with you, Kit, to like check in. Is this normal? Is this? Uh, guys, I'm 90% sure I'm God. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, and looking upon this space, you see rows and rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of different kind of fruits and veggies. Um, some of which we in today's time would recognize. Some are, are strange looking uh, fruits and vegetables. And even on one portion are tall trees uh, with fruit bearing trees and new kinds of fruits and veggies um above you see long strings of lights that are within like these large glass domes but within the airspace are dozens and dozens of drones 
And sometimes you see them kind of fly low and spray some water. Other times they fly low and spray some kind of purplish fluid or kind of a mist. Um, and you would assume, as, as most things are, that it's this, most of this food is amped up by X. Um, and so he just starts walking to around the outside of the dome. There's long roads that kind of stretch within the perimeter and aisles that kind of bisect the entire greenhouse into large fields. Uh, it's going to be quite a trek, or we could take one of those. And it's kind of like a souped-up golf cart without the the covering at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do I do I sense any dislike? Am I getting any resistance from him, or have we now like kind of crossed that Rubicon? You rolled a fucking eight. <laughs> he he has a healthy fear of you. You obviously cut him, but you've convinced him that that's what he owes. That's what he gets. Awesome for making this mistake. Then please lead the way. And he certain gestures for him to drive. And and he goes to like a, this large green leaf nearby and just kind of wipes his hands on it, <laughs> wipes the blood off the hands. Um, and he he kind of scrounges around, grabs another small leaf, um, and places it on some of the cuts. What uh, what are you doing? Oh, uh, this this plant. They they use it in the medical in the hospital you know they combine it with zodicium for sure but it's got kind of healing properties it, it coagulates the blood really quickly and honestly it's, it feels really nice it's, it's isn't an aloe it's, would i know it but it's like an aloe plant yeah in a sense an aloe plant but okay uh, maybe i would assume like nan would have one i would assume nan would have one yeah. over like the sink because like you know like you burn your hand or something you like put it on there um so maybe like kit's gonna like walk over and like like look at him like like a like a, i guess asking look like to help yeah help yourself and unlike okay. aloe you know how they have spikies on the end yeah um these have now mutated to they're like soft little curls that every inch or so kind of fan off from the leaf and the leaves are larger. Um, and those soft little curls go from like a green to a purple to a pink by the end of them. Uh, and so he just like grabs, like rips off a piece of the leaf and gives it a crack and the essence of an aloe plant. I'm not about to name every <laughs> new plant here in this world. Uh, kind of How oozes did, out what is what is the emotion i got from him like is when he was telling me about it does is he like proud of it is he excited by it like what is the i want to know his emotional investment in these plants i guess it's like a deep knowledge like if you ask like how's your hand work like you just yeah but what does it mean to him is it is, is it like proud is he is he is excited it, about the knowledge like 
Yeah, is it taught to him by his mother, like that's why he knows it? Or is it like he went out and took the time and effort to study it type of... Like this was the world he was so raised in. And while it's, it's wrote to him, you do get a glimpse that like this is different than anywhere else in, in Aurora, in the city. And he's kind of proud to be part of this subculture one that's kind of counted out people like oh greenhouses a bunch of farming dorks um but the, the, there's no real big hustle here and he really appreciates that and that energy is kind of woven into everything that goes on in this district um and so he was kind of a little bit excited to share with you that because you asked a lot of people don't ask um, Vox, your knowledge is, is incredible, I must say. As a scholarly man myself, this is an area I don't know much about. Well, maybe keep your knives away and you might learn something. <laughs> if you'd be so kind to teach. And as he's rubbing it in, he, he kind of gets in the front of the car. Uh, there's a side seat and then there's like a back bench that faces the rear of the vehicle. Kit, after you. Kit's gonna get on the back bench. Perfect. Uh, he starts it up and there's no like puff of smoke or anything. Like it's almost electric. Um, which are uh, honestly most cars in Aurora don't really run on any sort of combustion in the same way. Um, so there's not a lot of exhaust throughout this entire city. But it's just a smaller little engine, and it kind of hums to life. And you feel it kind of lift up off the ground a little bit. And it hovers, it takes you around the outside of the perimeter. And in here, it's kind of nice to feel like the whip of this warm, viridian wind in your hair. Um, in your bushy red hair. <laughs> Uh, and and he kind of looks over at you. Do you mind if we take the long way, Kit? Can I call you Kit? Have you have you saw have you said your name? He's called name. me Kit okay. multiple times. I I don't think Kit would answer at, at at this point. Kit Kit's in her own thoughts. She's about to possibly go see her dad after months. She's watched a man get tortured as she's driving mm -hmm. high speeds down <laughs> roads. I don't think Kit has words right now. Mm -hmm. I think Kit's just disassociating in the backbench. I think she could use the extra time. And I personally would love the tour. So he takes you around the outside, but at one uh, intersection, he turns left and into almost like a, a small jungle scape. And as he's he's driving a little slower, uh, and he's kind of pointing out some of the trees and some of the fruits, and oh, you know, like that the jam that is really widely popular. Yeah, that's the fruit they use. They only use that fruit. And there's there's those those nuts those nuts over there. That's their secret ingredient. Don't tell anybody. I told you. Um, <laughs> that rules. And it's mainly kind of a large flat area, but uh, there are points where there's small hills and valleys. Uh, because you would think for being in a towering city, you feel like this 
it's bigger in here than it should be. Um, and you kind of get lost, or at least he does a little bit. He's like using this to like lower his heartbeat, and Sirkin especially, you can tell that his heartbeat is becoming more of a normalized pace, and he just you feel his breath even out. Sirkin's going to put his hand on his shoulder and look him in the eye and say, Genuinely, this has been remarkable. Thank you. And I want to get a read on, like, he's paying very close attention to how his body reacts to that. Give that push. As soon as you touch him, you hear his heartbeat raise. <laughs> but as he's driving, he turns to you and says, Not for nothing. You could have just asked this from the get-go. I don't make great first impressions. Kit's gonna scoff from the back. <laughs> 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 Fucking right, you duck. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of loops around and, and takes you towards the middle of this greenhouse where there is a structure. Uh, it's, it's not quite a shed. Um, it's larger than a shed, nicer than a shed. Um, but essentially in this like giant field, it acts as kind of a halfway point. If someone's trying to exit or um, a good place for tools or people keep their lunch or just to get out of the sun. Um, it's got like this large covered patio area where people can hang out, all the workers during the day. But there are workers that do here, but you know that the drones do take care of a lot of the work as well. Um, and he, he pulls up and you feel his heartbeat racing again because this is a no-no. <laughs> what, he, what he thinks he might be about to do. Wow, that was not a sentence. What he thinks he might be about to do in. <laughs> and he turns back to Kit. You ready for this? Um, Kit is very reluctant at this point because she's they've gone on this long I feel she feels like it's been this like wild goose chase like all night like so many things so many things that Kit has never done in her entire life because she grew up in the same house doing the same thing learning the same like Kit's Kit's emotionally spent at this point and I don't I don't think she'll have like an answer for him I think she'll just like look and then like look down and and just shake her head and and I, I want you to know what I, I didn't she's, she's, kidnap him you know I, was, I left, thought I was doing he, the right thing. He left on his own accord. Did he? Oh. He asks Vox. Because he just, Vox said, I didn't kidnap him. 
Kit just said he left on his own accord. So I to ask Vox, did he? I, I don't I don't know how he got to the fight. I just found him after and he was Jesus Christ, he looked bad. What made you bring him here? <laughs> Thought he's gonna die. I wanted to help. I didn't know what else to do. Shall we? Yeah. I am super fucked. He gets Vox. out of the car. What has happened tonight? Everything I have put you through. It has wiped your slate clean. Any of this bad things you've done, this is the redemption you're paying for it. What happens from this point on, you are in control of your life, your destiny. I, I feel like at this point, has come to like this realization that Sirkin really does think he is uh, like a savior of some sorts like like you know some type of god <laughs> or at least that's what Sirkin <laughs> builds up in his mind that he is because he can, or some sort of, um, uh, what would it be? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, this, like a disciple of goddess Octaris, because he continually repeats, for light and love, for light and love. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like Kit is going to give him the weirdest look. And I think I need to go in by myself. And she looks at Sirkin. Is that what you want? No. But I feel like it's necessary. After what I saw you do tonight, I don't think you should be the first to go in. Uh, can I just butt in here? I'm I'm sorry. I know you're like really prepping for an emotional reuniting with your dad, but uh, it's not really that simple. Uh, follow me. And he goes in through the front door and he holds it open and allows you to go in first. And you enter into a darkened space. Uh, and he, after Sirkin, you enter, he follows you in and goes to the side and hits a button and lights slowly, like, fade up. And there are, there's, like, some inner tables that have, like, patio doors that lead out to the patio. In here, it is much cooler. There's, like, AC in here. Um, it's a chance to get people get out of the sun, get some cool air off their skin, get the sweat off their bodies. Um there are like some rooms towards the back that you would imagine are for tools and other kinds of things. Um, there's some long steel tables that have like dirt on them where people might've been like prepping some seeds and 
Uh, there's, in fact, small pods that will need to get planted tomorrow when the next shift comes in. There's uh, a small kitchen. Uh, he's he's not here. He, uh, yeah. Uh, and he just goes over to the to the kitchen and opens up the refrigerator door and like reaches in and you hear a <laughs> kick ass and closes the door and then pulls it back open and the entire refrigerator kind of swings open. I'm not going to lie. For a second, I thought it was going to be a Waylon moment where he's going to pull out a jar with a piece of my dad. Oh my god. He's like, Whoa. well, he's not really here and was going to just pull out. <laughs> and I was bracing oh, for it. And I was like, here's the rest of him. <laughs> uh, so like, I went from like here to like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Woo. You guys wanted a dark campaign? Here you go. Zirkin <laughs> just notices Kit spike into anxiety for a split second. She thought, no, she thought it was going to be a Waylon's hand in a cookie jar moment. And so as he opens the refrigerator door, light emits from the space beyond. And if you peek around, you see a staircase lead lower in the level. And below you hear voices. We're going to take a little break. I think that's a great time to take a, a quick break. Take a potty break. Grab a snack. Meet back in a few minutes. Man. And here we are, back at the table. Hope you had a nice potty break. I sure did. I didn't. I want to know who the voices are. <laughs> I, I sat here and stared at the screen until you came. <laughs> I know, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> you didn't have to take the camera and mic in the bathroom with you, Bozer. Like you, didn't, you could have just left it all at the desk. You know what? I'm an open book. That's fair. <laughs> We're family now. <laughs> We're pee with the door open kind of people. <laughs> we're uh, we're out. Don't flush. I'm going next. <laughs> I grew up in the country, so there are people like that. That's literally not to out my parents, but I grew up in a <laughs> don't flush. I'm going next. <laughs> Unless it was like poop. You flush poop. Sure. Yeah. But you, you don't want to waste water. It's all pee. <laughs> That's amazing. We don't have that rule in my household. Solid. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we left off. You guys just had a nice little drive through the greenhouses. Uh, we made a friend. Somehow, through all that, you made a friend. <laughs> Torture is the Weird. friends we made along the way. <laughs> Jesus. Um, he led you into the small structure in the center of this greenhouse. Opened a secret compartment behind the refrigerator where there was a staircase, light, and... Some voices. Uh, now, K, 
Kit, as much as I would love to like let you go first, uh, if you go down there alone, you you might be just shot on sight. So I'm gonna go down first. Uh, maybe like count to fifteen, and then follow. Thank you, Voss. We trust you. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> what did what did his heart do? All right, cool. So he enters into the space, and if if you're looking, it's not like one staircase. It's like a staircase met with a platform that seems like it it turns off another direction. So. You let him go. Yep. Let him go and count 15. And then gesture for Kit to lead the way. Kit's going to look at Sirkin, look at the door, and slowly walk down the stairs. As they walk, Sirkin's behind her says, Kit... Do you trust me? <clears throat> no. Simple. No. Perfect. As you're walking down the staircase, you walk down one flight, it turns, down another flight, it turns, down another flight, it turns, down another flight. And as you make your wow. final turn, you know that you just went deep below the surface in this district. As you make another final turn, you can hear excited voices, agitated voices, upset voices. Uh, you can hear Vox. Guys, guys, he's her dad, right? He's her dad. Oh my God. I think I just figured out where we are. And Go ahead. you you exit all the way down. And as soon as Kit, you enter first, and as soon as people like see your you and what you look like, like a hush falls over the room. And you see one guy kind of whisper to another individual who takes off and exits the room. And speaking of the room, this is it almost feels like a large bunker. Um, with different hallways, many different hallways that kind of spider off from this area. Uh, you see tables full of... Actually, go ahead and roll... <laughs> Just kidding. I was going to say roll a perception. Kit, roll a perception. Sirkin, you see everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, perception. Do you want me to give you another will? Yeah. About time for that. Oh, God. That was actually, that's real bad. That's a one. I got three negatives. I also rolled a one. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> that's fate. So in in the hubbub, uh, Kit, all you kind of notice, you've like locked on, on Vox and you're, and you're trying to piece together these eyes that are staring at you. And... There's maybe like a dozen individuals here in this room, uh, elderly, young, even 
no kids. Just kidding. No kids are down here. <laughs> um, a few of that kind of winged species, that mutated species with kind of a flatter face and kind of oblong heads a little bit and always low tank tops so that it, their wings can <laughs> have freedom. Sirkin, as you step in and you're about to take in this whole room, that piercing sound grows higher and higher. And while you're trying to suppress it and focus on what's going on, you can't. And it just becomes this racking of pain between your ears across your entire brain. I'm going to make you take some mental stress. All right. I've got it coming. I already have one mental stress. Oh, good. Well, it falls off at the end of a, a after the, a scene. Oh, okay. So if you had one before, it fell off. Okay, so now I have one again. Yeah. Got it. Um, and as, as you come down the stairs, they like try to figure out who you are. Some people may recognize you, but then you immediately collapse. And I don't know, does Sirkin scream out? Does he, what would he do? It uh, basically growls. It's all, it all becomes internal because his whole thing is control. Mm -hmm. So he will internalize the pain until he can. He doesn't yell in pain. And so out of instinct, like you are screaming this, or growling this animalistic growl. Um, and people take the opportunity. One guy like grabs Vox, pulls him away from you. Uh, Kit, another person, two people come and grab each of your arms. Do you try to escape or do you let it go? Uh, oh God, oh God. Oh, um, um, she would probably like, you know, pull her arm away. Like, you know, like, because they probably came up from behind, so she's probably yeah. going to, like, instinctively, like, pull herself away. Um, you can make an athletics check if you want to try to... Okay. Okay. That was zero. <laughs> okay, it was zero for them, too. Um, so, they don't hold on to you. You don't really get away, but they... Like, you, you scrounge enough that they, like, let go of you, but just like keep you in place kind of with their presence with their bodies now you're kind of surrounded but they don't have hands on you um while circan you're growling at the foot of the stairs people pull out weapons and just kind of keep them pointed at you some look like guns some look like swords uh can i roll perception to see maybe that because I'm a suit, like, because I've been with him all night, mm -hmm. like, assuming that he's coming down from. Can I roll, like, perception to see if. Yeah, I, different that, kind of perception. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like, that he's coming, maybe coming out of what he was yeah. on. Because I probably would have noticed that the black eye thing probably was because he decided to partake. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe can I roll perception? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Five. Yeah, this is unlike Sirkin. You've never seen him really show this much emotion before. And 
I would think that you get a really strong sense that whatever he put in his body, this is this is why you don't fucking mess with X. It gives you a gift and then immediately takes it back. You can't trust it. And this is what he gets. He's racked in pain. Can I... Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, through all the, the pain, am I still getting, like... Can I still kind of get the uh, emotions of the room? Like, whatever, like, the most prevalent feeling everybody has? You... Like, if I you could differentiate... Or... It's... It's not just the emotions. If you could pick out the emotions from the noise in the room, from the smells of the room, from the light in the room, but it's all just combined into one hypersensory attack. Yeah. Uh, in, in his growl voice, he says, I can feel all your agony. Fox is like, he was not like that on the way here. I feel like Kit would walk forward and like put her hands to like everyone and like get close enough, like not close, but like stepping towards him. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe just being like a calming voice and the like, like breathe. Yeah. Like, just breathe like and just like walk him through i guess the sensory overload i think it's just yeah. kit's nature to like you know calm tensions in a room um so i feel like she would just keep stepping closer and like you know biting people off like he's not gonna do if he's gonna attack me he's gonna attack me but whatever um but i think i'm gonna say circum and try to call him out of it, maybe. And I know that I don't I don't necessarily know what's going on, but maybe ground him, I guess. Okay. Uh Sir can roll another will, but I'm almost giving you advantage by where I'm placing the DC. <laughs> Perfect. That is a four. Good net zero. Nice. So as you're keying in on Kit's voice and showing you kindness and compassion for the first time since you've met, you focus on her voice and, and get the ringing to just settle. And as you're breathing through it, the ringing subsides, the pain still there. Uh, it's still really bright in this room, like migraine status. Uh, but at least the ringing stops, and it's at a manageable level, but it's it's still there. It's always in the back of your brain at this point. A Sirkin looks up, and he makes eye... Looking up at Kit for the very first time. It's the first time he's she's been over him. There's and... like a light behind her head. Yeah. And, and with, and I'm with just kidding. her, it's in this moment he looks up and he sees her with the light around her and the calming words like saying things are going to be okay and all of that rushes together in Sirkin's mind and he remembers 
that is where he's the way he has seen Carol Pfeiffer before when he was a child. I'm sorry, what? That same just that same angle standing over saying things are going to be okay. He he sees Nan, young Nan, in we we established in her twenties she had that that like record, that like wild time, and it's like twenty year old Nan when it would have been Kid Serkin, he sees this like whole memory comes to him, but we don't have time to deal with that now. <gasps> Love it. And, and he and Serkin holds his hand out to Kit to help him up. I guess Kit is going to rel- like think about it for a second and like but then eventually put her hand down to pull him up. He takes it and climbs to his feet and uh, he leans forward. Thank you very much for more than you know. At this point, down a hallway, you hear a few heavy footfalls but also a confident stride of a heeled boot. And you hear like some people murmur and kind of turn and around the corner, you see this tall, thin woman with bushy dark hair that's kind of fixed into a bit of a mohawk with tight braids close to her head on either side. Uh, Large hooped earrings and an elegant scarf swooping in her front. She is thin as a rail, but carries herself with elegance. And even in this point when she's clearly irate, there's always a kindness in her eyes. Uh, She's got kind of a long, flowy vest that nearly sweeps to the floor, even in her heeled boot, which is covered by uh, kind of really flowy uh, tanned pants. And as she comes around the corner, uh, she says, Vox Aldis Kai, what have you done? And Vox turns. Mom, look, look. Ah! I, I had to do what I had to. And she approaches in the front of you and stands above you. And even at your full height, she stands a, a few inches taller than you, Sirkin. Definitely taller than you, Kit. And it's an intimidating presence. And everybody else is crowded around her like ready to take down the virus in this health system speak who are you why are you here can i roll a a lore check to know 
what I know about Noriya. Sure. Of like, I guess, oh man. All right, oh, that's not bad. That's a three. And it's mostly like, I, I'm thinking as far as my uh, mafia connection, my gold family connection, like where does she align in that tier of the structure? So you would know Naraya to be the arch luminary of agriculture. Um, she has been for a number of years. Uh, her father was the previous arch luminary. Uh, so this sector of the city has kind of been under the Kai's domain for a number of years. Um, but you would know that in the council, she might be the sticky wicket. Um, while the gold family is making moves for power, she you've never known the Kai's to be involved in any of that. Got it. Um, you don't know all the details and all the inner workings of her life, but she's not one that people normally have to distrust. Got it. Cool. We're here to find Tobias Pfeiffer. Why? Because he's gone missing. This is his daughter. He abandoned his family, and they need answers. She if looks upon... Let us hear. She looks upon Vox... How did I raise such a soft heart? And he just kind of like shamedly shakes his head. The first time you got yuck lucky, young man. He was clueless. He didn't know a thing. Now you've brought intruders into our domain. She looks at you, Kit. Is this true, child? The fact that he's my father? Or the story that this man has told you? Because both are true. Do not... I see the resemblance. <clears throat> as I'm sure my handsome young son has seen himself why is he bleeding salvation <laughs> and, I, and, he, and he looks at Vox as, as though for confirmation Vox is like while he's scared of you that's his mom. Yeah. I just want to know what his answer is. <laughs> he doesn't really kind of just takes a step back. Place them in holding. We'll discuss what to do with them. And she kind of turns her back to you as a number of individuals crowd around you and pat you down I think, for any weapons. I think, I think it Kit at this point would yell at her. Hey! She stops. You would keep a daughter from her father. You are lucky enough 
to work side by side with your son. That has been taken from me. Roll charisma. Holy shit! That was awesome! <laughs> I rolled a two, but I'm going to invoke my bite. Oh, no, I can't, because that's different. The <laughs> uh, bark was better than your bite. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a fate point to add two to that, though. So you <laughs> you pay the fate point to invoke an aspect, which can add two. Okay. Um, 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 um. What are your aspects? Um, one's man's trash is another woman's treasure. Bite is bigger than a bark. Anything you can do, I can do better. So let's do anything you can do, I can do better. So I'm invoking this because she thinks she has this power over me. And this, you know, but she has this relationship with her son and that she thinks that, you know, I, I think she's just like these peasants, like she looks down upon us, but I don't want her to think she has the upper hand that I'm just going to cower and let her. I, I feel like that. Oh, oh, what if it's more in the vein of your son works for you, but my dad and I work together? Yes, like, love that. That's the anything you can do, I can do better. Love that. Because my father didn't speak down to me. Mm -hmm. My father took my thoughts and my ways into consideration rather than I will teach you. <laughs> She stops, slowly turns towards you. Young lady, and you see her face soften. If this man really is your father, my heart breaks for the time apart that you've spent. This was not our intention. But the things we are doing here are more important than your relationship with your father and frankly, more important than my relationship with my son. And if he didn't know that, and if all of us here didn't believe in that, none of us would be doing what we're doing. She backs away as people I'll grab you. And this is a dozen people split between. You feel hands grabbed around your arm and, and like the back of your head with weapons pointed at you the entire time. They lead you down a hallway and all of these are like large concrete hallways uh, with lights lining the, the hallway all the way down. And there's different doors and other hallways that kind of cut through. Um, and they they lead you down another hallway down to the left uh, and into a larger room where there are a line of steel doors. And they open up one of them and shove you inside. Both of you into one cell. 
and shut the door. Sirkin takes a seat on the ground. Kit's gonna pace. There's not much in this cell. Uh, there's a bench on one side. There's a light at the top. Um, it's it's unclear what this might have been used for. Hmm. Um, it's like the bench was placed in here. It's not like there are bars on the door. Um, but it's there's no window either. Yeah. So is it the is it just a solid room? Yeah. Like a solitary confinement kind of a, a space? Yeah, it's, it's square. It. Maybe like 20 by 20. All right. Interesting. Am I still... Uh, was that pain everything wearing off or am I still teed up? Uh, You can still... It's like a dull burn at the back of your mind now okay yeah what can i sense around like are do we can i tell that there are people outside our door that kind of thing um roll another perception check like if you put your ear to your to the door that is a two okay yeah if you put your ear to the door you can hear like some muffled voices like and got it. some footsteps you can't quite make out What's being said? And, uh, goes and sits back down on the bench and watches Kit pace. Kit's gonna talk to herself. What's she saying? Uh, no one can even hear. Fuck me, scream down here, and like, why the fuck did I even listen? Why did I think that this was gonna work? Like, just basically bad talking herself, like, um, for even sticking up for herself. Um, because it never worked anyway, and um, I don't know. Uh, just mostly like bad talking herself. Um, trying to, I don't know, I guess maybe calm herself down as well. Um, but she's continually pacing. Like, she's going to like put a mark in the floor if she continues to do that <laughs> type of pacing. Kit, I'd like to be clear. You may have saved our lives. Thank you. She's going to look at Sirkin. Your overconfidence will be your slow and insidious killer. And she's going to plop in the corner and hug her knees. That goes on for about 45 minutes. You're pacing, you're talking, you're, the tension's rising. It's feeling stale and almost hard to breathe in here at times. It's because there's no windows. You can barely hear what's going outside the door, so you know no one can hear what's going on inside. What, when they patted us down, what did mm -hmm. they take from us? Uh, did you have any weapons on you? I had the scalpel. I have my, my gloves, but I'm wondering if they noticed the gloves. And also, as you may remember, I put two under my arm bandages. 
So it depends on if they checked. So it was pretty quick, and they just wanted to get you to a place that they could control quickly. So they took the scalpel. Uh, they did not find... Or actually, let's lead, let's lead it to the dice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they took the scalpel. Uh, they didn't find the other blade. Um, if you had, like, a wallet... And what do you keep in your wallet, sir? And I had I had Vox's wallet also. <laughs> oh right, because I had all the stuff that Poe was in Vox's pockets. Uh huh. Um, my wallet just has um. I have like the uh, what was it? I, I talked about it at, at one point that I had when <laughs> when my wallet was stolen last time. That there's some cash. There's no identification. Okay. But there's That's what just, I was curious about. Yeah, just cash. Uh, what would they find on you, Kit? Do you have a wrench? Uh, no, I didn't. I have uh, Nan's pistol in my bra. Yeah, they would have. They would have found that. They would have found it. <laughs> would have found that pretty quick. Because Kit's pretty um, slight in her frame, right? Yeah. 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 They see this. Anyone rolling up would have known that there is this like this <laughs> thing just chilling right here. There. <laughs> I've seen boobs before but never one of these <laughs> back to episode one uh, yeah so yeah you don't have a lot on you but after about 45 minutes you hear a clank 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 on the door come in <laughs> the door squeaks open and Naraya Steps back in the doorway. How nice of you to knock. It's not like you give a care about any of our personal space anyway. She gives like a smile and a, like a... <laughs> from the corner. And she steps aside and gestures and two people come in with like plates full of food. May I ask your name? talking to uh kit looking at you kit kit and she looks at you sirkin my name is sirkin soroko and at that her eyebrow raises and she takes a deep breath We haven't been properly introduced. I am Naraya Kai. I've you... had the pleasure of meeting your son. If I may say, the man's knowledge is remarkable. You've done an incredible job teaching him. I only got him started. His zest for life took him the rest of the way. Young lady, I believe that we've misjudged each other under these less-than-ideal circumstances. <laughs> you see, this place is not for anyone's eyes. You entered unannounced. Unwelcome, except for my son. 
In the past few minutes, he's shared his experience with you. Not all of which I agree with. Looking at you, Sirkin. <laughs> he just stares a blank-faced back. He's aware. But you were right, young lady. It's not right to keep one's daughter away from one's father. Would you like to see him? How many people are you going to escort me with this time? 24? 30? Whole army? She's deceptively strong. Would you like to see him? She's going to gulp like... Yes. Please. Mr. Sirocco, you will remain here. Well, do you have any books? Actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I want to, just because we didn't discuss all these crazy plants, I just want to name one of the plants that Vox taught me about, yeah. and ask, do you have anything about that tree you mentioned? Whatever that. <laughs> and and you hear, like, around the door, oh, oh, and Vox kind of steps in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You paid, you paid attention. That's, that's really cool, man. Uh, yeah, I, I got something. Mom, I, I, I got something. I mean, he's just going to sit in here, right? And she looks down. Kit, please come with me. Sirkin, there's been a meal prepared. And I believe my son will be bringing you literature. You are too kind. And she steps out of the way of the doorway. Kit, for you to exit. She's gonna size Naraya up. Like, not like in a menacing way, but just like look her up and down and walk through the door. And she slowly closes the door behind you. And circling from your side, you hear a lock. That's and, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, this way. And there, there's another individual just with her, but he stands behind her. Nobody's grabbing you. Nobody's shoving you. She's just walking with you. Um, and she's kind of taking a slow pace as she speaks. Kit, what has it been like without your father for this past several weeks? Have you ever been thrust into an ice-cold body of water? We don't get much bodies of water up here, but I understand what you're saying. It's like <clears throat> sitting on the edge and being comfortable 
with your toes dipped, enjoying the moment when someone comes up behind you and pushes your whole body in. Having to gasp for air well it's been rough and as you're walking do another perception check for me as you're walking through these hallways Almost like in a tunnel vision and in anticipation of this moment that you're headed towards. You're looking around slightly and you don't catch a lot of specifics of what this place really is, but one thing does catch your eye. There's an odd amount of a certain symbol of an eye through an X. And she's leading you through. You have my sympathy. Truly. I know in these somewhat dark times, we are not seeing each other clearly. As many of the things in this world that we now find ourselves in. We believe we must open our eyes to the truth that's been hidden. And with that belief, it would not be fair to keep the truth of your father hidden from you. I want to prepare you for something. The man that you are about to meet may not be exactly the man that you remember. My son found him broken while he was attending one of the fight nights in the Iron Corners and in his tender heart brought him here so we could help. He didn't know his name. He didn't know where he was. And she pauses and places a hand on your shoulder. And he made no mention of a family. One thing he has been able to retain, however, he's got a distinct knack for mechanics. In his gratitude for our help, he, he wanted to make himself useful. We allowed him to be put to work. In hindsight, we may have overstretched that skill set. But such is a fledgling organization.
and you you pass through a couple corridors and you see people working and eating and you see uh, a few tables with lights over them with plants in this underground setting being grown um, at one point you might even pass a room that has a lot of beakers and glass chemistry sets and uh, large displays and as she's walking she leads you to it's not a steel door it's an open wooden door He is not a prisoner. We have to be careful who we allow into this world. But if we are so afraid of gathering help, we will find ourselves very much alone. He's in there. She's going to look through the door, like, peek. And, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm just going to describe the space. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you see a, a warmly lit room. There's a few lamps. Uh, there's a bed. Um, on some of the walls, you see uh, some drawings. Some look vaguely like you, but not. Uh, next to those drawings, you even see blueprints and building layouts. Uh, on the bed, you see kind of a, a mechanical instructional manual. And on the far side of the room, facing away from you at a desk, you see a man with fiery red hair, now pulled back into somewhat of a man bun. And he's working away on something on the desk that you can't quite see. Um, I'm going to say to Mariah, do I, are you coming in? At like, as just if to ask, like, are you coming in with me or am I doing this by myself? Would you like me to come in with you? Yes. But. Can you not. Can you not tell him I'm his daughter? I'd like to see if he figures that out himself, or if he remembers. If that is what you wish. She kind of steps in and gives a little knock. Leonold? And she turns and said, we had to call him something. <laughs> and he turns and he's got these goggles, just like yours. And he, he turns and has a, a slight grin, and he's got a beard, 
trimmed, but thicker than the last time you saw him. And he lifts up one, the goggles, and you, you see that one eye is closed shut. Even though it's been a month since he was last found, it appears that there might have been some permanent damage there. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey, no, right, I'm, I've almost got this drone fixed for you. Don't worry, I'm on it. What's up? You have a visitor. And he pauses and she steps aside. Hello. He stares. Hi. And he's like looking at your hair. Uh, I'm going to make a roll. Do I know you? Uh. God. I'm I'm Naraya's new intern. I'm looking to do what you do. I have a knack for mechanics. Um, and I was interested in meeting you. Oh, new recruit. And, and he comes up and he places out his hand. Leonold, I'm, I'm told. <laughs> I kind of got a yeah. little bump on the head, so... Catherine, nice, nice to meet you. And she's going to hold on his hand just a little too long. And you feel the exact same calluses in the exact same places that are truly on your hands. And in that lingering, he stares at your eyes and he looks up at Naraya and back at you you sure we haven't met it would be awfully funny to have met I mean we do share some sort of rese resemblance I don't see too many people around here with fiery red hair. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I think Kit's gonna look around the room. Nice drawings you have. 
Do you doodle? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I used to, but sometimes I just get a, a picture in my head and I just can't get it out, you know? <laughs> I do, I do get that. And, and he's like looking at some of the drawings and he, he stops at the one that looks a lot like you. He looks back. I very much look forward to working with you, Catherine. The feelings are mutual. Uh, for now, um, Naraya's not done giving me a tour, but I was just so excited um, to meet you, um, that uh, I had, I had to come here first. So, uh, for now, um, for now I must go, but, uh, we, we will, we will talk later. Yes. Yes. Um, enjoy your project. I will, uh, I will see you later. And, um, and she's going to turn and quickly walk out the door. And Naraya moves out of the way and she just looks kindly down at Tobias. And he looks up. Why does she look so familiar? Give it time. Leonold. Time. And that's where we're going to stop tonight's episode. Good. I need a minute. <sighs> wow. Not me crying at our fictional <laughs> characters. Wow. That got me, dude. That was incredible. You guys knocked that out. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. I just feel so bad for Kit. <sighs> oh, I I personally wrecked with the decision that she was going to make. Whether she was going to tell her him who she was or you know just simply exist. Introducing yourself as Catherine instead of Kit fucked me up. Uh huh. You that, that hit me so hard. You what tell Naraya your Kit. You yeah. tell your dad your Catherine. That's awesome. Uh, That's a terrific choice. Oh man. Great I won't lie. That was awesome. Brit Kit is broken, but Brit is also broken. <laughs> I felt it, man. Like that. If you, when you guys watch this back, you're gonna see me. Like I'm just like doing this. I'm just I was jittery. trying not to watch. I'm so you, sorry so if I... the audience is annoyed by me because I'm like just. Oh, I couldn't sit still. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, congrats on stumbling upon the headquarters of the Knights of Axiom. I don't know why I should have. I should have realized it like so much earlier. And then after going downstairs to the voices, being like, oh my god, we accidentally... I didn't imagine, like, the lair. I imagined, like, a cell, but oh god. <laughs>
Oops. Oh, and the rest of the party has no utter clue where we went. They have <gasps> no idea. I know. Don't tell them. Don't tell I'm, them. <laughs> I'm so. I won't lie. I am so glad that we kind of split from the party. Yeah. Like this too, because I feel like it is a surprise for them as well. Yeah. And it will be. Yeah. So. And I think the only fair thing to do is next week when we pick up the fight, you're gone. I'm so excited. I'm so on board, but I'm so frustrated. (laughs) I want to know. I can't wait. I can't wait till we all get back together again. It's going to be so good. This has been so much fun and a wreck, but in the (laughs) best possible way. Yeah. All of you, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's episode of Cloudscape. If you are enjoying this, please tell a friend, bring somebody to the Twitch chat live at 8 p.m. Thursday nights, or share the link on YouTube and listen to the podcast. Uh, That's the greatest way that you can help support the channel is just by telling a friend and bringing more people to our loser table. (laughs) Also, the feedback so far, like thus far, makes my heart melt so much so those (laughs) those who have like told us how much like this you love this it just spurs moments like this within the campaign yeah but until next time i am bozer i'm josh i'm brett and you just keep geeking Geeking out out. bye-bye